Hi, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or sometimes least favorite celebrities. I'm your host, Jose. With me is my co-host and best friend, Katrina Rochelle. Hi, Ooh, Katrina. Uh... <laughs> Who shall we be talking about today? Hi, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the truth be told, we are actually talking about Chrissy Teigen today. Um, Jose knows this already, but... Um, last week we talked about James Charles, correct? Correct. We did. Um, and after Jose sent me harassing messages to hurry up and listen to it, <laughs> and I did, I had some thoughts about myself. Really? Were, really, I really did. And that was I was not mean enough to James Charles. I felt that I was a little too soft. Like I was, I was agreeing with you, but I felt like you were more hard than I was. And I don't like that dynamic. I don't either. I'm the nice one. Uh, Publicly. publicly. (laughs) All around. But I was just thinking like that man, that man, and he is a man. Uh Uh-huh. He is a full grown man, was texting these little boys and sending pictures. And then you got the nerve to, to ruin their reputations, try to try to discredit them. And you have the nerve to also on the other side to just shit on other experienced, more uh, older makeup artists and content creators it, it just kind of, it just throws me out. Like he was just being, a, he, he's a menace to society is what James Charles is. He is definitely a menace to society. And I kind of agree with you now that you're saying that. I do think you were sort of processing what I was telling you as we went. So yeah, it, it was a lot to take in though. There was just so much to cover. And I mean, he's only been active for what, like four years? Mm-hmm. I think I, I was just, I was in the clouds or something. Cause I, I've definitely heard some of the things you said when I was listening uh, at work and I was like damn what why didn't I say something <laughs> why didn't I say something bad but yeah I just wanted to say that yeah uh James Charles is trash incarnate that motherfucker is a minister society and um I don't give a fuck what that man does from here on out he's nasty so I just wanted to put that on record because I wanted y'all to know that um Katrina don't fuck with that man enemy of the pod <laughs> enemy of the pod not a fan not a fan all right. So anyway, let's get back to the subject at hand. Today is Katrina's week. Katrina's week. Uh, and I chose to do Chrissy Teigen. So um, now that my bitch fit is over. Um, <laughs> Jose, what do you think? What What are your spot on thoughts and impressions of Miss Chrissy Teigen? Okay. I don't know much about her. I've seen clips here and there. And I do think she's funny in the clips I see. Mm-hmm. And she's one of she's definitely one of those people who, if she's not on the Kardashians like same PR team, her PR people like use the same tactics because I know a lot about her life Mm. without ever looking it up. Does that make sense? Like with the Kardashians, they're in your face all the time. Okay, like you just hear about them in passing when you're on social media without even looking for them, that type of thing. Yeah, and it's like kind of reported as news, even though it's not uh, real news. Yes. Okay, I get exactly and what you're talking about. A lot of people seem to hate Chrissy Teigen just because of the overexposure. So anytime someone's like really hated, I always have to like them, I guess. Yeah, you know, I 
I'm not going to lie. I chose to do Chris Tekin because I was kind of, I was ready to criticize her. And I, I feel like I probably still am, of course. But what I really kind of also ended up doing is uh, while also not liking a lot of the things that she did, it's just sad because some people just really hate her. Like you're, some people are warranted, maybe some people should based off what she said to them or about them. But r- some people just, just um, no reason just hating her. I, I think it breaks down to the overexposure since every day, it was something like, oh, Chrissy Teigen did this. Chrissy Teigen eats that. Chrissy Teigen made this. And people mm-hmm. just get so sick of hearing it. And they kind of forget that she's a person. So they start hating her. Damn. Okay, come on. Psycho Joe. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean that in the best way. <laughs> I love it. That's my new nickname. Psycho Joe. <laughs> okay, so you're kind of about on the same page I was like you're kind of a fan passively you liked a lot of her stuff especially back in the past before it got so serious and I was kind of on that same wavelength I Um, I still like her stuff I would say you would say that yeah I I mean I don't know much intentionally I didn't look for it since I knew you were covering her but Mm -hmm. as of right now I'm still a passive fan Okay. I would say maybe, maybe not. Uh, I do still, I, when I had to look this shit up, I, apparently I do still follow her on, um, on Twitter, but I don't think I check for her anymore. I don't remember the year I kind of got introduced to her. It was probably maybe a little bit before her and John Legend got married. Um, because I know that's when I found out about her. Cause I, I was like, John Legend marrying somebody, a woman, not saying I thought he was gay. I just did not know he was with a woman. Didn't he write that one song for her, All of You? Yeah, but I had already known about them by then. That was like um, after they got married, he he wrote that song in dedication of their relationship and her. Beautiful. It was beautiful for a solid couple months. And then same thing in song form. It's just overexposure. Oh, a hundred percent. I was like, God damn, will you take all of your ass over there? <laughs> it was, yeah, it's what the song But yeah, it, it is a beautiful song. So yeah, I did like her. Um, I thought she was funny, especially on Twitter. That's kind of where she shined and got a lot of her passing like social media presence popularity was her Twitter. I definitely think so. And I watched a couple shows that she was in and she was involved with. But as her popularity grew, kind of just fell in the background. I kind of just stopped checking with her. She started to evolve more into the cooking scene and stuff. And as you know, the biggest cooking shows I watch now are Chopped. So it's just we're not in the same lane right now. Okay. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about Chrissy's life. Some of the things she has been shamed, criticized for, shunned for. And we'll see where it takes us and our opinions. And we'll see what we think about her at the end, too, okay? We'll see where we land. All right. Maybe on opposite sides. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, So Chrissy Teigen was born Christine Diane Teigen. The traditional way to actually say her last name is pronounced Teigen. Chrissy says that she kind of gave up on people uh, pronouncing that that way. And she says she kind of prefers the Teigen pronunciation anyway. So she keeps it. Now, she was born November 30th, 1985 in Delta, Utah to her. Hold on. (laughs) I couldn't make it flow that way. So I have to finish the sentence before we get into that. (laughs) (laughs) See 
Sports <laughs> and Delta Utah to parents Ron and Villaluk Tegan. I'm not name? sure. I'm not sure I said her mother's name correctly, but that's what I was just about to get into. They also call her Pepper, so I will be referring to her as Pepper in the future. Okay. All right. So according to her November 30th birthday, <laughs> Chrissy is a Sagittarius. <laughs> Was that what you were going to guess? That's where I was going to guess. Um, that kind of makes me think that's why I have a soft spot for her. I think I've said on the Catherine Hagel episode that I do, for some reason, have a soft spot for Sagittarius's. Oh, Kathy, Ka- Catherine Hagel was a Sagittarius? I think so. I think that's what I said there. Hmm. Interesting. i want to find out what sagittarius because you know what i'll say i I think i've met a little bit of everybody of different signs but i i don't think i've had a solid (laughs) a solid sag in my life (laughs) no i mean besides the few family members i mentioned before what do you mean those aren't sagittarius's my sister was oh you're talking about yours i thought you're talking about my family members who else besides your sister? My sister-in-law, my nephew. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we had this conversation. Did your family time. listen to this? <laughs> I remember now, but now I was about to say something about somebody. I don't want to say it. I... Okay, okay. Say interesting. It, I like it your sister. No, I was just going to say I like your sister, but I'll see. There gonna, you go. I'm going to edit that other part out. You should. I'm going to. <laughs> my dad <laughs> people are to be like what's that what what they edit out because i'm gonna leave this part in but yeah hilarious man all right so uh chris is sagittarius um and besides Catherine, apparently i was right she's one of the only ones we've talked about being a sagittarius chrissy's mom also goes by pepper she's thai while ron her father is norwegian american soon after christy chrissy was born they relocated to washington state where they um, opened and ran like a bar slash pub situation. And then when Chrissy was a teenager, around like 15, Pepper's father was really sick. It turned out he had lung cancer. And so Pepper went back to Thailand so she could care for her father. While Chrissy was a teenager, she went to go with her father. And they, Ron and Chrissy, moved to Huntington Beach, California. Now, a side note, uh, it does kind of get sad, which is uh, Pepper's father, Chrissy's grandfather, did end up dying of lung cancer and right in front of Pepper, actually. And then uh, a few short months later, Pepper's mom ended up dying in a freak train accident. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. And, you know, Pepper had to deal with, you know, being depressed and all that eventually coming back to the United States and it's a lot to deal with when you have your you're taking care of your parents and the other one dies in quick succession like that that's a hard one to punch honestly yeah so um chrissy and her father moved to huntington beach california kind of getting conflicting reports some people say 15 some people say close to 18 is when she was quote-unquote discovered while she was working at a shirt shop what a surf shop <laughs> surf shop okay <laughs> she was working at a surf shop in california and she was discovered by a photographer this photographer would uh lead to her booking uh, a few gigs getting a campaign i think they said with billabong and uh that was like 
her first modeling campaign and started at the beginning of her career and journey into modeling just as like a young teenager. So good for her. Yeah, good for her. A lot of people, I mean, maybe not in the early years, people was really, I guess if you was really pretty and you was in the right place, bitches was getting discovered. But if you was at the wrong place and you was pretty, bitches was getting scammed. So she got discovered. I remember one of my sister's friends when we were kids was at the mall and she got kind of discovered where I think it was a scam, though, because no shade to her friend, but she wasn't a model. And I had a feeling you was going to say some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like, but I feel like it's a scam most of the time. So like, they're like, oh, you can be a model. But I don't mm-hmm. know if, how many times that usually works out. When they want you to pay for shit, that means you're getting scammed. I, yeah, that's how I feel it is. Or if you get into a room and there's limited furniture and they start talking about taking off your clothes to pose new. Right, bitch, yeah, get I, the fuck out of here. I think it could be also a very dangerous situation where it could be trafficking or something. Oh, shit. Man, you, you got to the deep darkness. Hell yeah, it could be. I didn't even think about that. You're right. You always have to think about that. I'm sorry. so if you want a year check-in um if she got into modeling around 15 to 17 we're looking at late 2000 ish to like around early 2003 ish so this is this is real early i was in kindergarten to second to third grade who knows and how old was she at this point like this is she's uh 16 to 17 years old okay good for her so um chrissy is a successful model she's on her way uh she ends up being this thing called a you not a you a ign babe um it's stupid and they got rid of it so it doesn't even matter she was a maxim calendar girl and then in december 2005 when deal or no deal premieres on nbc she uh, shot the pilot with them and stayed for the whole season as one of the case girls oh okay I was trying to think what Dior No Deal was, but yeah, one of the models who just holds the briefcase, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, standing up there until they call you and your ass is either a disappointment or the greatest person they've ever met. You know, I'm going to say this. It's not even a joke. I feel like that would be hard work just st- standing there holding the briefcase or like steadiness to a briefcase. You know why? It would be honestly hard work because of what production would say. Like, you can't move. You can't pee. You got to still smile. You got to hold it a certain way. Bitch, I can stand up there and hold a case, but it's not going to look pretty. I'm going to be switching yeah. from, from leg to leg. I'm going to have my hand on my hip at one point. Uh, the briefcase is going to be dangling on one side because it's going to get a little heavy. <laughs> yeah, I'd be leaning or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd be saying Hey, can you hold my case for a second? <laughs> can you please hold it for just a second? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be fired before they even put the cameras on. <laughs> I, but I would want to play that game. I think I'm okay with um playing no deal or no deal because the first deal that person offers, I'm taking that shit. I'm out. But anyway, that's just me. Yeah, I don't really know the rules. Okay, I won't explain them, but I thought about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy isn't only successful and just booking gigs, but she also booked a gig and a man all in one. The very next year, 2007, because Deal or No Deal ran, at least the first season ran from like 2006 to maybe seven. No, 2005 to 2006. So 2007, the very next year, John Legend is shooting his video for a song named Stereo. 
And who is booked as his love interest, Jose? Chrissy Teigen. No, Cameron Diaz. (laughs) This joke is Chrissy Teigen. Okay. I'm like, what? So um, apparently Chrissy Teigen and John Legend shoot the video together. You know, they're friendly, but apparently, you know, a little chemistry, a little spark. Because after the the video was down, they're done shooting it. Chrissy goes up to John's hotel to thank him and all that. Wink, wink, thank him. And uh, the rest was history. She said that they didn't leave each other for a while after that night. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of romantic. Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, it's romantic when she says that they, di- they didn't leave each yeah. other for a while. Because usually that ends up with, oh, I got to hit the road now. Or so, I should be calling you a cab. Yeah, or you wake up and you stretch and ain't nobody there on that other side. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's but there's a little note on the side. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, the rest was history. Of course, they had little small bumps in their relationship because they weren't official right off the bat. And the first, uh, I guess, few months of their relationship or courtship was long distance because soon after they met, John did go on tour. They persevered because, you know, obviously... In the short amount of time that they did see each other in in the communication that they had over the phone or letters or what have you, they did love each other and want to make their relationship work. So that's what they did. And then soon enough, she joins them on tour and they, you know, they just stay together. And I would say that like, no matter good or bad of whatever I say about Chrissy Teigen in this episode, I I do love that. I, I do love that she has a solid relationship and marriage with John and he supports her and she supports him and that it doesn't seem like no matter what either one goes through that that's not affected maybe their reputations and other stuff might be attacked but you know it always seems like they're strong in their marriage I like that yeah that's good they're together 2007 they get engaged December 2011 and then they eventually marry September 20. 13. I just go through the other stuff because, you know, the courtship and the marriage stuff, it's not that important. And we all know who she's married to anyway, if you know about her. Yeah. And so, I mean, they were dating for what is 2007 to 2013. So six years. Mm-hmm. That's really but good. She said she uh, she like would uh, say in interviews that she was trying to be like the cool girl or she was the cool girl, as in like she was going to make. She wasn't going to pressure him and put any timelines on him. She didn't care about getting a ring or a marriage right away. She just kind of, what is it? What do we say? Go with the flow. And then uh, after a a couple of years, she started to get antsy. And then eventually December, he, uh, December, 2011, he proposed and she was so happy, but man, forget that cool girl shit. I'm (laughs) a, especially in the celebrity business. So that's good. Yeah, you got to be careful when you're a celebrity because you, uh, some, I won't lie, there's too much money and reputation to be played with for you to just be jumping in marriages. So I, I support that. That is smart. Getting back to her actual modeling career, even though she was grinding with those campaigns that she was getting and her calendar covers and stuff, her big professional break wasn't until 2010. Apparently in 2010, she was named Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated's 
I don't know how you would say that rookie of the year, whatever. And uh, being called rookie of the year, she is featured in their swimsuit issue, which is if you know about Sports Illustrated's history, the swimsuit issue is a big deal because it's just a whole bunch of half naked women in a magazine that a whole bunch of men and boys buy. So, you know, they love that shit. You know okay. about swimsuit issue? I do not. I don't know. what. Is it like There's- a sports magazine? Yeah, there's some iconic covers, but like I said, if you don't know, you don't know. Which at this time in 2020, I don't know how big of a deal it is, but back in the day, 2010 and before, it was definitely a big deal to be featured in it, especially the swimsuit issue. One of the unconfirmed reports that I read, I only found it in like one article and I wanted to be sure, but I still want to include it because I like it, was uh, her friend, Brooklyn Decker. Apparently, her influence and her suggestion about um, getting Chrissy Teigen in Sports Illustrated was one of the biggest parts, was like a big part in her actually getting into the the magazine. Um, Brooklyn Decker is also a model and a slash actress. You know her from... um, playing Mallory on Grace and Frankie. I also know her from playing Palmer in Just Go With It with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I know her from Grace and Frankie. I don't know the other movie. You definitely don't. I don't think you watch a lot of Adam Sandler's anymore. No, it's. I have to be in the mood for Adam Sandler. I mean, it's good. It's just stupid funny most of the time. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, uh, and then uh, Brooklyn... Also, before in 2010, she had been on Sports Illustrated's cover for a few times, so she must have had some sort of influence. So she felt like she could get Chrissy on. She might have got her on. But like I said, that's an unconfirmed report, but I, I still wanted to put it in there. Yeah. So in 2011, Chrissy has her modeling, and she's she's great at it, but she has another passion, of course, which is food. So 2011, she starts a blog called So Delicious. <laughs> spelled d-e-l-u-s-h-i-o-u-s-g okay i can't is there any reason for that or is it just Uh, she doesn't say why his name like that but almost saying glamorous that's a great song oh by fergie yeah we fly in first class (laughs) up in the the sky (laughs) (laughs) okay let me stop Uh, where she on so delicious where she shares not um, her thoughts and opinions on food as well as some of her personal recipes oh i date it now like luscious you saw so delicious. I, I did it i did it okay so <laughs> um because of how successful her blog is and how everybody loves it she ends up getting a part uh, she's a part of a couple cooking channel specials one is actually called cookies and cocktails in 2014 she was in this oh my gosh she was in this very weird but captivating mtv show called snack off did you ever watch that no it doesn't even sound familiar (sighs) when i tell you research and made this it was like a a a memory just clicked in i totally (laughs) forgot about it mtv had this show called snack off it was Chrissy Teigen, one of those, you know, we got to have a professional chef, bitches. I mean, he's not a bitch. I'm sorry. I just, uh, bitches in my vocabulary today a lot. One of those uh, celebrity chef people. And then it was a comedian. I think his name was y- Yassar Yassir. And then they had Eddie Huang. 
which is like a comedian slash restaurateur. Fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat, yes. Hated his book. Damn. Well, tell us how you really feel. No shade. Hated his book. I like the show, Fresh Off the Boat, but I hate the book. Hated it. Why was it? Was the book so different, so bad? What? It was different. I I just did not like it. I felt like he had, uh, like, I'm so hard persona, and it it just was not positive at all. Mm. Yeah, he's hard. He used to be an attorney. He quit to sell drugs. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I didn't like it. Okay, interesting. Not right. the show, though. I haven't seen the show or read the book, so you're more cultured than me once again. Um, <laughs> but Snack Off was just so stupid and terrible. So basically the concept was that they had to make a, a dish out of leftovers. Kind of chopped uh, kitchen cutthroat-esque, but worse. And how you know it was pre-COVID times is that because these are amateur chefs, people, they just got off the street and they make one dish on one. Like some contestants made three samplings, but most just made one. So what the judges do is like if it's a sandwich, they each take a bite out of the same sandwich. If it's a bowl, they each eat out of the same bowl. And it's just like I couldn't no. imagine. I couldn't do that shit now if I wanted to. I don't care about where well, I care about COVID, but I don't. I don't care about what we're cutting it. Cut it and clip it. Cut clip. Like obviously COVID's a big deal. But to me, I don't I would not eat after someone. (laughs) Like COVID or no COVID. That's disgusting. Oh, you don't want to take a bite of burger home? No, I don't even like sharing chips for little kids because their hands are disgusting. Oh, I won't lie. You look at a kid's hands and you just like. I They're know, always just, sticky. You just you just stuck that in your butt, bro. Get away from me. Yeah. Like anytime I mean chips and kids like, can I have some? It's like, I'll pour you some. Don't put your hand in the bag. Oh, a hundred. I waterfall you this drink. Don't you dare put them little crusty lips on it. I don't that's, even do that because I think their breath touches the bottle. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, this this was definitely a weird show. And let me tell you how trash the price is. This is what the price was. You get $1,000. You get your winning recipe in a, in a snack recipe book that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's called the Snack Off Recipe Book. Oh my gosh, it's a brilliant name. And you get this fake ass, thick ass chain with a big ass gold painted spork hanging from it. And because I know how MTV was and how cheap that show was, I know them, even even though you wouldn't want to take it, I know they did not give them that ugly ass, fake ass chain to take home if they won. Because it was was just the same. On the same mannequin, I'm seeing it. Ain't nobody took that shit home. (laughs) And after taxes, it ain't no $1,000. It's $4.75. Is it really? Or are you sick? I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. But you know, Uncle Sam won his. He yeah. Won his. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, I was just like, it's, it's a messy show. If you want some cheap entertainment, go to YouTube, go to MTV.com. I suggest you watch it at least once, but uh, definitely only lasted one season, of course. I found the early 2000s, though, they had a bunch of those cheap shows. Just something to put uh, characters or personalities at the forefront. It, it, yeah, it, exactly. it was never, yeah, it was never about the contestants. That's why the prize is so cheap and the challenge is so stupid and um, easy. 
Mm-hmm. So um, 2005 to 2006, she was also a part of this show called Fab Life, which I dubbed uh, Model View because it's basically a bunch of pretty people at a round table like The View in the talk talking about, you know, lifestyle, DIYs, recipes and your makeup and your home and shit, home decor. And uh, you know, it, it was created by Tyra Banks. I'm sorry. I should have said that. Oh, okay. That also only lasted a season, a year. And at this point, this uh, after that ends, this leads to Chrissy writing her two New York Times bestselling cookbooks. You got the first one, Cravings, Recipes for All the Food You Want to Eat. That was written and, uh, well, I don't know when it was written, but it was released in 2016. And then she wrote her second one, Cravings, Hungry for More. And that came out in 2018. Both of them were successes. Uh, Of course, Cravings coming out two years prior than the other one has been more successful. And I think on the bestseller list longer, but uh, they both have been on there for long ass weeks. I don't think they're on there anymore and have both uh, one has sold over 500,000. They said Cravings Hungry for More has sold over 150,000. So I think this is when she's at her biggest, right? Oh, this is definitely the peak of not only like her popularity, but like she's getting money, money now. She's getting into the that department, that department store money, because then she also gets this um, this Target Cravings cookware line that's sold through Target. But eventually Macy's and Bloomingdale's pick it up, too. But, yeah, she got that in 2008, too. So, yeah, she's killing the game. So in the middle of her success, when her books are coming out and her cookware is being released, she is also having children. Her first child, Luna Simone, was born April 2016. Her son, Miles, was born May 2018. They correlate with her books and her success. So I can only assume that her marriage and her children were inspirational on her getting these recipes down and releasing them and all that other stuff. Okay. So. Now we got all the funny, fluffy shit out the way. Let's talk, l- yeah, let's talk about some of the things that Chrissy has been criticized over the years. And, and let's ask about how you feel about them. Let's start with a small one. So July 7th, 2018, uh, Chrissy Teigen on her Instagram uh, posts a picture of her breastfeeding her baby Miles. And it also shows her breastfeeding a doll that Luna has in her hand, like had given to her. So you got basically both the, the fake baby and the real baby covering her nipples. Luna's standing beside her. Obviously I'm thinking John or her assistant has taken the picture to post on Instagram. And everybody was like, oh, um, basically saying, how can you expose yourself in front of your children? Why are you doing that in front of Luna? How old is Luna at this point, roughly? Uh, a year and a half, maybe two. Oh, then who the fuck cares? She, she's young enough to still be on the tit as well. And it's kind of, it's just like, that's what babies do. They breastfeed. She's yeah. seeing you breastfeed her brother. So she has the baby doll. She's just doing what, what she's seeing. And what you have to do, honestly, if it's not in a sick, first, let's get this out here as a, as a 27 year old woman. I think I could see say I've seen my mother's titties of thousands upon thousands of times. <laughs> it's it, it's just something that happens. 
around here. It's not on purpose, but it just happens. But what you also want to know is that your child knows how to identify body parts and is calling them uh, by their name. And that's something I didn't learn until I was like a teenager, how important it was. So if they're not doing something untoward or something disgusting, in there, in there, sharing it for the world. Obviously, they thought it was a cute moment. I didn't think it was a big deal, so that's why I mentioned it first. And I thought, you know, I think that's more, just stupid. I think people have a problem with breastfeeding in general. I was just and, gonna say, like, I don't know what the problem is with breastfeeding. Yeah, nowadays. people are like, "How dare you show that? Like, cover yourself, go to the restroom, and do it there in private." Yeah, it's what's like the baby's just nipples? You're just sexualizing the feeding. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, why your man looking at her? Pregnant milk titties. It's weird. <laughs> okay, so another one. The very, no, this is not, yeah, it's the very next year. Another small scandal. October 3rd, 2019, Chrissy was criticized because she did this Instagram post of her new tattoo. It has five dates in um, small number font down her forearm area. And it's of the five dates. She, Three of them are John's birthday, Luna's birthday, and Miles' birthday. And the criticism that she was getting in her comments and I guess other places was that it was reminding people of the, 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 the tattoos that the Jewish people had to get in the concentration camps, where instead they were identified by their numbers and stuff like that. Now, I did not see it that way. Um, I even looked up some surviving um tattoos surviving tattoos some tattoos on surviving uh holocaust survivors i'm still not saying this right but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And, and i didn't get it like that but i do understand where people are trying to see that there's a similarity but with so many people getting different tattoos um anywhere on their body, I felt like it was a very small uh, nitpicky thing to get offended by. But I'm not Jewish, so I could just be looking at this the wrong way. So I wanted to ask your opinion if you saw the picture. What did you think? I'm looking at it now. I do kind of think it is a stretch just how the pictures look. And you should post this on the Instagram because it Mm -hmm. does look different from the tattoos look the holocaust tattoos but mm-hmm. like you said i feel like it's one of those things where people who are not jewish are the ones speaking out against it yeah but if, some I people mean, claim to be jewish but you never know you never know online mm-hmm. uh, it yeah i i don't think it's a good tattoo but i don't <laughs> think it's a holocaust tattoo i think you're having better if it was like line and then down 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 like five Uh, separate lines oh but i'm also thinking like maybe it's something that she wanted to see every day so that's why she probably didn't get it on her leg or her thigh which where maybe it would have been a what to them more appropriate but also if she would have got it bigger it does she's a small dainty woman sometimes you know like tattoos are personal and i feel like if they if people don't go out of their way to offend somebody with their tattoo you can't read too much into it yeah i i do kind of think it's a stretch yeah i don't think she did it in a harmful way 
I don't think so either. Those two little scandals were kind of separate from her uh, Twitter, which is where she gets her biggest and most famous interactions. Those were both both Instagram posts. But Chrissy was most successful on Twitter. She was live tweeting shows, sharing her random thoughts on opinions, places, and things. And of course, if Samaya was trying to come at her, she was also known for doing her little clapbacks. In fact, people like to say that she didn't come up with a word, of course, but they like to say that Chrissy Teigen was the one who kind of made clapbacks popular, especially with celebrities, because they say a lot of celebrities weren't really slamming this, some of these these uh, people down as bad as she used to when it came to uh, talking shit, apparently. I wouldn't say she's the first, but I feel maybe well, she's up there. Who would you say is the first? Have you seen some of Erica Badu's tweets to people or Rihanna's or... I, I don't know about the time period, but they go after people too. Uh, I probably Erica, but I can see that. I just can't remember any tweets by her. You're definitely right about Rihanna. There was just but, one, but I feel like Erica that's Badu. more. Oh, I I know what you're talking about. The mm-hmm. recent one from Erica Badu, but for Rihanna, I still want to. Uh, maybe they were doing it at the same time. She could have been the first. You're right, but she was one of the. She was one of the people who did make it more popular. Maybe not the first, but she was starting to make it more popular. And more people did come out the woodwork as she started clapping back more. And as they started to kind of get more vicious, because I feel like other celebrities or other personalities who weren't even like big celebrities wanted to get on that wave too. wanted to find a bad comment so they could try to roast them and light them up, get the viral tweet going. Yeah. So Chrissy identifies herself as both a liberal and a feminist during her popularity in 2016 is when we got our Trump presidency. And obviously being a feminist who's a liberal in Trump's America was not it didn't mix. It was oil and water. So they were always going to not get along. But uh, to be fair, uh, there are some unconfirmed tweets from from uh t- from Chrissy on Twitter, and I only say unconfirmed because Chrissy deleted a ton of tweets, and you never know what can be faked. Yeah, okay, I did. But that. they said, but they said that Chrissy was tweeting uh, Trump before he even got into the White House. They have, and I only included these two because I thought they were funny. Uh, the other, they said the first one was in November 2012. She said. I want to be Miss Universe, but I need your word that you won't hold me calling you a racist pig against me. Okay. That's just funny. I know. I just I just wanted to click it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. And then they said the next one was December 2012. And it goes uh, at, at real Donald Trump. Hey, been a while. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... What if she really did say that? But I, who knows? I definitely think that the first one's a possibility. I'm not sure of the second one happening before he becomes president. I'm not sure. I mean, he was on Celebrity. What was it? Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. She could have said it for something on there that was happening. I mean, you said she live tweet shows. That's true. I don't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, those are unconfirmed tweets uh, because, like I said, 2020, Chrissy went on a mass deletion spree. Uh, About 60,000 
60, yeah, 60,000 tweets they said that she deleted. But we'll go into that detail later. I but, delete half the tweets I post. Why? You afraid? You afraid? No, because they're just stupid. Then why are you posting them? Because at the time, like, haha, that's funny. So they or, weren't stupid. Or I tweet, or after reading it, it seems stupid. Or I tweeted something the other day and I you put. You can't read? I, I put something and then like about my age and then I realized I put the wrong age on there. What the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah, I forgot my <laughs> age. <laughs> I've definitely done that a couple times. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I don't want <laughs> like I just deleted it or you don't want to become error, I delete it. They'd be like, oh my god, Jose's been lying about his age this whole damn time. <laughs> I would love that. You know, we need a scandal. Uh, we're doing <laughs> soon enough. Ugh, <laughs> can't wait. So um, anyway, like those unconfirmed tweets, let's read some confirmed Trump clapbacks because I just wanted to include them. So Trump tweets, we must keep evil out of our country. Chrissy responds, what time should we call your Uber? (laughs) That's February 2017. It's funny. It's stupid. Yeah. Uber goes across. Country lines. Yeah. But I guess the airport, maybe she means. You know, okay. she was just she it's was a just good trying joke. To, she's trying to be quippy. Uh June 27th. And is that deleted? Do you know? It could be. Every time I went to her, I wasn't trying to deal with that. Because honestly, what I kept falling into was the the uh the trolls trying to uh post the screenshots. Yeah. And I, I was get, trying yeah. to get away from that. And just find the one. So I just went to reputable websites and just got the ones that they uh, could confirm. But if it was on them shady websites, you know, I like those other two tweets. I just either left it out or I kept those two tweets. Okay. But these these are these are the ones I know for sure she did. Yes. Uh, you are a national embarrassment. It's like you have no idea how to to even fake being a normal human being. You are the proud type of insane. And that's not funny. That was just truth. I think I've heard pretty much every left-leaning celebrity tweet that. So that's nothing. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, Trump says, this is a different tweet. New day. Uh, It's very sad that our Republicans, even some that were carried over the line on my back, do very little to protect their president. And Chrissy responds, LOL, no one likes you. (laughs) (laughs) The the biggest thing when uh, Trump finally mentions Chrissy, but not really by name, but does mention her, was uh, September 2019. Apparently on MSNBC, there was this town hall talking about crime uh, reform, prison, uh, prison and crime reform and stuff like that. And this was in December 2019, Uh, December 2018, Trump had uh, signed the first the first step act bill. First step act into a law, which was basically something that could help offenders currently in prison, like um, reduce sentences for offenders that have three strikes. Because what happens usually is when you have three strikes, no matter what the offense is, your third strike, you get life. Mm -hmm. Um, Things about uh, incentive programs that encourage offenders to get out early. And if they stay out, they can get put in a halfway house 
instead of probate, you know, stuff like that. There's like a long list of stuff. And it was actually a, a nice bill. But Trump is complaining because during this town hall, they're not mentioning it and not giving him any credit. So he's on Twitter, of course, ranting. And as he's ranting about this uh, and tweeting up the storm, part of one of his tweets starts um, musician John Legend. And he adds him and he says, musician John Legend and his filthy mouth wife are talking. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's kind of fucked up, but it's kind of it's not supposed to be funny. But damn, how are you going to call somebody filthy mouth? I don't even hear filthy a lot. Uh-huh. Um, John Legend and his filthy mouth wife are talking now about how great it is, but I didn't see them around when we were trying to get it passed oh. or, or when we needed your help getting it passed. And then there's more to the the, the tweets. He, he adds a couple other people who were connected, but that was the main part about Chrissy and John. And um, while while that is so funny is because everybody else gets added. When Chrissy hears about Trump tweeting about her and calling her filthy, she just tweets, LOL, what a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> tagged, <laughs> said, tagged everyone but me, an honor, Mr. President. And Funny. apparently that, um, and that was after she was already blocked. And I feel like you can still at somebody when you're blocked. So he just really didn't want to not acknowledge her. He just can't stand her. Probably seen all those other tweets. If mm-hmm. I if I knew you was tweeting about me the way Chrissy was tweeting about Trump, I wouldn't want to name you either. But I wouldn't even mention you. I mean, I'd be like, bitch is Casper in my mind. <laughs> so uh, they went, you know, they tweet back and forth both subliminally. Uh, like I said, he had already blocked her, and uh, the Trump supporters, of course, already, you know, they they stand behind Trump. They, he is their savior. He's the Lord savior. Yes, he is. So if there's a celebrity or personality who's really on his ass, they, of course, are on her. So throughout like the four years of his presidency, Trump supporters were on Chrissy's ass, of course, and especially the Trump supporters that are also a part of the QAnon community. Is that how we say it? QAnon? QAnon? Yeah, QAnon. QAnon community. Uh, those supporters had been accusing Tegan of being uh, a part of Pizzagate, which we already have talked about the whole uh, child trafficking thing out of the pizza shop and all that um, due to her ties of not only being popular, but she's a Democratic celebrity. And they were accusing all the Democrats of doing that. You know, um, I never connected it, but that's probably the reason they put her with pizza day it was because she speaks out against trump and they were just attacking her for that and yes that makes and, sense. and they also were uh you know pulling up her tweets so they also said that she was a part of pizzagate because these weird tweets that i'm about to read which to me they're not like creepy perversive tweets they're just weird ones but you know people will do it to fit their narrative so the first one says i want pizza Okay, I've probably tweeted that or Facebook mess, put on Facebook or something stupid like that before. Mm -hmm. The other one is uh, I'm going to jail over pizza. (laughs) Brad Pitt has just handed me a pizza pizza. I woke up this morning with a pizza on my chest and ranch dressing all over me. 
So if you think I'm too good for this, you are sadly mistaken. And in their mind, every time she's saying pizza, she's referring to her child. Yes, basically. Yeah. Some, something like that. And it's just, it, it's, it's disgusting and it's too far-fetched. And a lot of these people are sick. I mean, we're just going to call space fate. Yeah, um, it's a whole thing of echo chambers and them hearing the same thing over and over again. And it's pretty much a cult. Mm-hmm. And if we really want to talk about them, we could just refer to what happened, what, this week or last week? The motherfuckers out there waiting for the return of JFK? JFK Jr. Jr.? Uh-huh. Sorry, the Jr. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you, are you you fucking kidding me? Y'all are fucking nuts. And it was too many people. It wasn't a lot of people, but it was too many people. Yeah, if, it was if way you know what too I mean. many. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel sorry for them, how delusional they are. Like, I have a fake account on reddit so mm-hmm. i can see all like the conservative stuff when i'm bored and i just go down rabbit holes of people talking weird conspiracy shit and mm. um, it's yeah it's bizarre how they really start thinking it's true yeah they they convince themselves so um QAnon also accuses her of being in cahoots with jeffrey epstein saying that, you know, she was on the plane or any, uh, you know, what she was riding the plane, you know, to, what is it, that fucking island and shit? Epstein's Island, yeah. Which, yeah. by now, everyone's on that freaking plane list. If they don't like you, you're on that list. Mm-hmm. And, and Chrissy and John Legend were never proven to be on the list or ever be in the plane. She also denies that as well. You know, we ain't seen no evidence, and no offense, if there was evidence with it, would have came out with the whole Bill Clinton, Oprah Winfrey Naomi Campbell, all them motherfuckers being on the plane, too. Uh-huh. So her previous... Oh, yeah. Like I said, they uh, they brought up the pizza thing. They also are bringing up her previous live tweeting of the show Toddlers and Tiaras. You know about that show, correct? Yes. So if you don't know about Toddlers and Tiaras uh, out there, it's basically the show where toddlers, mostly girls, but there are some uh, boys who compete that dress up in these frilly outfits, dresses, sometimes role play outfits that are from plays or movies and stuff like that. And it's like a baby pageant. I feel like the most famous one on there is, I don't know her real name and I know she doesn't like to go by it anymore, but Honey Boo Boo. Alana. Alana. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. She's one of the most famous ones because she got her own show. So yeah. yeah, she was one of the most famous ones. But yeah, basically where it, it got controversial is where these parents, number one, will do anything for their children to win, including not taking them to school, giving them pop so they can be hyper on stage, dressing them in very scantily clad sh- clothes for a, a baby, essentially. You know, they had what do they have that one toddler dressed like uh, Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman when she was still the hooker, you know, with the. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. So it's like it was a very controversial show. Like I said, Chrissy Teigen was known for live tweeting shows that she was watching. Toddlers and Tiaras was one of them. Now, let's read some of her tweets. And everybody was saying she was a predator, but I want to read some of her tweets and see what you think. Of course. Okay. All right. So first one, seeing little girls do the splits half naked is just dot, dot, dot. I want to put myself in jail. Hashtag toddlers and tiaras. Not a bad one. Yeah, I don't get how I, you. 
can really twist that because it is really something like, should I be watching this? Like, this is weird. I don't know. Like, they're dressed inappropriately. And I think people try to, like, twist that some way. Yes, I think they're absolutely twisting this tweet. I think it's very straightforward with it's 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 car crash entertainment you're it's, i don't think she was being a pervert at all i think she was just saying it's kind of e it's but a guilty you- pleasure show <laughs> <laughs> second it always weirds me out how strong little toddlers tummies can look and i am aware of how absolutely disturbing that sounds again something when you're watching it you're like well, like why the hell her stomach looks so strong or something like that like you're not <laughs> really like i feel like that's how i would say it like how i would read it that's funny yeah i i think it's one of those well she didn't have to tweet that but i think she's like she said she was aware of how weird did it sound i guess she still just wanted to say it because she was watching it but mm, weird not predatory no third one I am about this kid. That's where I got to what? Anthony Weiner, this kid. What does that mean? Do you not know about Anthony? Yeah, he sent his penis picture. Mm -hmm. So I'm about penis picture, this kid. Why is your penis on a dad girl's phone? Okay, how to do worry with murder? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a. I'm a read you. Anthony Anthony Weiner did just so we're on the same page. He sent a penis to someone, it's, right? It's not. It's not just that. It's not just that. Okay. May 27, 2011, Weiner used his public Twitter account to send a link to a woman he was following on Twitter. The link contained sexually explicit photograph of himself. After several days of denying, he had posted the image. Weiner had a press cover immediately to exchange measures with six women in the last three years and apologized for his own knots. Yeah, basically, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. I don't, I, I, don't, I, I, don't I think I was, I was getting him uh, mixed up with something else, but yeah, that was definitely uh, what yeah, he Yeah, I remember Weiner Day. Yeah, he was sending dick pics to to women, even though he was married from official accounts and shit. But I think that's where I said it just gets weird because I don't know exactly what she meant when she said that. Uh, She probably didn't need to say that. Okay, but she said, I'm about to Anthony Weiner this kid. Yes. Was there a hashtag toddlers and TRs? Do we know for sure she's talking about toddlers and TRs? No, but they just they took that tweet out because it's a it's talking about a kid and it just shows. Could she be saying like this kid, like you know, this boy, like this man, like you know, kind of slang? I don't I don't know why I'm defending her, but I don't know, man. I just think it's a weird ass tweet. But I I do too. And if it is true, then it is weird. Yeah, it just has no context. We're doing four QN on here. <laughs> Don't pull me into that. Follow the cue. We so, need a cue drop. <laughs> no. And then the fourth one is a little boy in the pageant now. Finally, some eye candy for me. Hashtag toddlers and tiaras. Now that one's creepy. That one is creepy. If it's true, it's creepy. I think that one can maybe be creepy, but I also think that she was just trying to be funny. She was uh-huh, trying to be, be sarcastic. Be funny, yeah. And I think when and the 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 what is it called um 2011 
2012. Twitter in those days were, of course, a, a lot of things were a lot less um, called out, seeing as the stuff didn't even get pulled out from her until like 2006, 2017. And 2011, she wasn't that big yet. Yeah, she was gaining popularity but she was nowhere near she was just someone's wife not to sound misogynistic but yeah she was just the girlfriend the famous model the girlfriend and you know how they feel about models Mm -hmm. they think they ain't got no brains so she was based off some of these tweets and others whether they were faked or not i know that these ones were uh real she was called a pedophile they would screenshot those tweets and constantly uh at her and tag her in the replies and uh, harass her. So then she ended up deleting over 60,000 of those tweets, like I said before, saying that she was freaked out by the people harassing and threatening her. And she felt like they were gaining all these crazy conspiracy theories and calling her a pedophile when, of course, it wasn't true. And she just felt like, of course, I need to delete these tweets because all they're going to do is use it against me. But of course, when you delete things, what do they do? Hold that against you. So yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. I think if she... Of course, it's feeling like she needs to protect her space and that she's getting falsely accused. The The right thing was, of course, to delete them because all they're going to do is keep digging. I'll edit this out if you're about to talk about it. But are you to talk about her son, like how they talked about her son that died? I was just going to mention it, but I wasn't going to talk about how they what all, all that I heard. The only only bad thing that I heard, which I guess we can get into it now. I, I'll say what happened and then you say what you you want to. OK. Okay. Okay. So uh, in August 2020 is when Chrissy Teigen announces on her Instagram that she's pregnant with her and John's third child. And then it is unfortunate that she is having a very complicated pregnancy. Apparently she's getting put on bed rest. She's bleeding a lot. She's having transfusions. And unfortunately it is in late September where she uh, ends up posting that she had uh, lost the baby, basically given birth to a stillborn child that they named Jack. Very hard on her, both physically and emotionally and mentally. But uh, the one thing that unfortunately the trolls, whether they were just regular old trolls or QAnon trolls that I'd heard was that they were saying that it was it was staged, like something to... Um, humanize her or something like that but what what else did you hear okay where this is an article from insider just the first one i pulled up um it says q on on i like how you just said that first one i pulled up <laughs> i just meant like i did no diddy for it oh okay um but pretty much like they have some comments pulled in this article and one says, that's karma for you for eating kids, and that has 1,323 <gasps> likes. One says, oh, that's that. karma for you, who the fuck takes pictures? This one says, Damn. dude, I commented on so many of these this morning, and people are deleting my comments. She's a fucking pedophile. First of all, if she was pregnant in the beginning, it's sad that she lost a baby, but let's be honest here, it's probably for the best. What the fuck? People want to say, hashtag save our children all day. Boner feels sorry for this monster. Can't be me. And, like, you know, she posts that picture of pretty much just her on the hospital bed, and it looks like she's crying. hmm And on all these Instagram and Twitter and stuff, 
people are just attacking her saying she ate her kid and she deserved or she deserved this or like you said she's faking her pregnancy damn these motherfuckers is crazy out here yeah it's just like that's why she ate her child because part of the QAnon um conspiracy theory is like you know hillary clinton Ellen DeGeneres, all these people have to drink their blood and it's the fear of the child and that's how they get the adrenochrome i believe it's called and so it keeps them young and it makes them feel good and it's like a drug to them well let me tell you this ellen has not been drinking enough children's blood (laughs) they were she's looking a little sluggish now they were saying at the when the pandemic started and all these celebrities were like at home you know without their makeup artists or whatever they're like this is because they don't have the children's blood to drink this is why they're all looking bad it's like they just don't have their makeup artist damn that is so heartless to say about chrissy though after a tragedy but that's why i understand like deleting those comments it's not just something stupid it's something to protect herself from people like this who are attacking her i mean Losing yeah. your child is probably one of the worst things you can go through. And she is being attacked for it. And I mean, if she, if she didn't, like, she has to put out a post. Unfortunately, she's a mm-hmm. public person. If she didn't put out a post and people would be like, where's her child? What happened? Like, people will ask. She announced a pregnancy already. Yeah. Damn. I did not see those. Maybe I ignored them, but that is fucking harsh. And people... <sighs> That's why it, it, whether you're famous, it's always great to protect your space. Who gives a fuck if somebody is blocked or muted and if they complain about it, if it brings you peace? And but yeah. These aren't like just regular trolls. They're horrible people who are actually believing it. Mm-hmm. And spreading that misinformation and getting other people involved. And sometimes these motherfuckers is making moves. Yeah, so like when stuff like that happens, of course, these stupid screenshots of her um, watching toddlers and tiaras that are pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say. No, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to sling. But yeah, that that that's that's disgusting. And um, you're right. She she would because of her celebrity, because of her already announcing the pregnancy. She she damned if she did, damned if she don't. And then she's trying to not only get over her own pain, but share this hard time with people that she thinks are followers and supporters of her just to get all that backlash and a- absolutely dis- disgusting behavior and comments. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a good feeling and it definitely couldn't have done much for her mental. Yeah. I mean, she's already having to deal with that and no, <sighs> I know she did not post it for like, you know, the thoughts and prayers comments, but she obviously is going to see some of those. And if she's seen a bunch of comments that saying you deserve this, like that's so fucked up. Exactly. Nobody deserves having, nobody deserves having their child uh, die or not being able to come into this world whole or healthy or any of that. And then it's weaponized against her. Mm Mm-hmm. She not only loses a child, but then she is, uh, her character is decimated. Yeah. Mm, it's terrible. But um, they they ended up naming that child Jack, and they do always honor that uh, child. You know, they just, I think, did a, a, a memorial, like a type of post about it, because I think it's, it's been a year, or just past a year recently. 
So, um, yeah, that's terrible. Now, because of her losing her child and all the stuff that's happening, um, in early October, she's tired of battling all the trolls and the different rumors and all the character assassinations. So she decides to uh, take a break from Twitter. She ends up returning like maybe a couple weeks later because she returns in the same month of October. Okay, so she comes back in October after taking a couple weeks break. It's regular scheduled programming. Chrissy's just tweeting, uh, posting her normal run-of-the-mill things. Another thing does not come up until March 2021. In March 2021, Chrissy posts a long thread uh, on her Twitter about just saying goodbye to Twitter and leaving it and her being done. And I will read it to you. It starts off, hey... For over 10 years, you guys have been my world. I honestly owe so much to this world we have created here. I truly consider so many of you my actual friends, but it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively. And I think that's the right time to call something. My life goal is to make people happy. The pain I feel when I don't is too much for me. I've always been portrayed as the strong clapback girl, but I'm just not. My desire to be liked and fear of pissing people off has made me somebody you didn't sign up for and a different human than I started out here as. Live well, tweeters, please know all I ever cared about was you. And here's where you kind of got to, I appreciate exactly what she says, but sometimes you got to watch your words because what do you say? They get weaponized against you. So then she goes on to say, I encourage you to know and never forget that your words matter, no matter what you see, what the person portrays or your intention. For years, I have taken so many small two follower count punches that at this point, I am honestly deeply bruised. I have made mistakes throughout the years and in front of hundreds of thousands and been held accountable for them. I've learned an incredible amount here. God, I have said fucked up shit and killed myself over it as much as you killed me. But one thing I haven't learned is how to block out the negativity. I'm just a sensitive. I'm guessing she's a sensitive ass. I'm just sensitive ass. Okay. I don't want to be this way. I just am. But I love you guys and I cherish our time together. I truly do. I also hate you. And she ends it with like a little old ass heart uh, emoji with the less than symbol in the three. Okay. So that's what she posts on uh, March 2021. I guess it was still just she getting a rampant. She was just getting rampant hate. I think she uh, earlier in the week said something about uh, all I do is get on here and tweet something and make you guys mad. And you guys claim I don't uh, have talent. That sounds like a talent. Yeah, but I think when you're that. Because at that time, she was so overexposed. She was everywhere, everywhere you saw. Like, mm-hmm. it was a new story. Trista Teton was spotted here. Trista Teton said this. Lip sync uh, battle. She was on that show. Yes. She's got the cookbook out. She's I, doing I the... think people are commenting every... I see it all the time. Not with Trista Teton, but with other celebrities. Like, they post something and people just comment, like, who cares? It's like, you're literally spending your time commenting who cares or trying to be a troll on someone who at the end of the day is a person. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she's in all that. Plus what we talked about just now, 
the death of her son. Was this after? Was this after the death of her son or before? This is after because yeah. uh, that happened uh, towards the end of September. This is up into September 2020. This is March 2021. This is yeah, this so year. still pretty recently. Like they're connected. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what she posts March 2021. So you think Chrissy's gone? She's not back on Twitter. Psych. She comes back three weeks later. April 20, April 16th, 2021. She says, turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself and also no longer enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day and also lose like 2000 friends at once. LOL. The next tweet says, I choose to take the bad with the good. And I say, those are famous last words. (laughs) Okay. She did this March 24th, 2021. And uh, like a couple of days later, Court, Courtney Stodden, who was apparently dubbed the teen bride, she was the uh, girl who at 16 years old got married to actors turned actor coach Doug Hutchinson. In the cinema world, you may be familiar as him playing Percy the dumbass asshole guard on the Green Mile. Did you ever see the Green Mile? I did when I was really young. So I don't remember it. Ooh, you got to watch it, bro. If I want to clear out my sinuses, I always watch the Green Mile. I think I've seen it a a ton of times, actually. It's not a... I I don't know why I rewatch it so much. It's really sad. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my childhood, whatever. And Doug is 50 years old. So she's 16. She's fifth. She's six. Uh, he's 50. She's 16. And they got married. And they're no longer married as far as March 2020. So March 2021, when she sees that Chrissy had did that long ass thread saying she's leaving Twitter because people are making fun of her. She releases a video and says, well, that's crazy that Chrissy Teigen is saying that, especially off after all the shit that she said to me. And we're going to get into that. May 10th, 2021. The Daily Beast does a profile around Courtney Stodden. Like I said, Courtney Stodden was the 16-year-old girl who got married to former actor, actor, coach Doug Hutchinson, was dubbed the teen bride, and was criticized all over America, was doing TV spots and TV guests all over America, it, but it was it was honestly a crazy time. Yeah, I think I first heard about them was on Nancy Grace. Mm-hmm. And so as, as you know, she's 16 years old, so she couldn't just run off and get married. She did get her parents' permission, and they did sign off on this. Now, Courtney, who now identifies as non-binary, uh, they said that at the time, they didn't know that they were being groomed, but now as the years passed and they got understanding of the relationship that they were in and the abuse that they were suffering, Courtney realizes that that was definitely a psychological, mental abuse. She was being gaslit. She was being groomed. But at 16 years old, she's getting permission from her family. Her family is saying, okay, they think this is a good guy who's going to take care of her. She's not thinking like that. She's thinking she just fell for this older man, which she's 16. So I'm not going to give her too much flack about that. You know, who deserves the flack is her parents, her crazy, dumbass parents. Yeah. 
Her parents signed off on the marriage. The deed was done. The huge scandal blows up because everybody, of course, finds out about this. Um, this is 2011. Even in 2021, Courtney is still healing from this bad abusive relationship and the fact that her life took this path and it took Courtney so long. It took them so long to get to where they wanted to be. And Courtney's now 26. Courtney describes uh, themselves as being groomed and gaslit, like I said, not knowing until years in their marriage what those words and terms meant. Um, they said the last straw was actually six months ago from when the article came out, um, which was, uh, like I said, May 10th, 2021. Uh, a stepmother of a 15-year-old girl contacted Courtney and told them that Doug was grooming their stepdaughter gave her the evidence the emails the texts or whatever even daily b says that um like in parentheses or something down in the article um saying that they can't confirm that they did see the correspondence of messages between doug and this 15 year old that did seem flirty and sexual in nature but they didn't get any response from hutchinson's rep when of course they reached out to him so that already tells you, Doug is, you already knew Doug was a sick man, but this man needs to be in jail. Yeah, he definitely should. I It is legal, I guess, age of consent. And with their parents' permission, I guess they could get married in some states. Yeah, it's crazy, but it must be some, he still, he, I don't think it, who, I don't think anybody's age of consent is 15 though. Now, and I, this is the the this is a stepmother or mother or whoever reporting this because I'm guessing that they they found this out on the low as well. They they don't approve of something like this. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's disgusting. Bad. Yeah, and it was disgusting when he was going with Courtney, and I feel like that's why it got so much press. It was like mm -hmm. the child bride because that's really what they were. Yeah, because it's not like you was hitting her up exactly at 16. You had to be trailing her along for some time. So definitely. And then, oh, my gosh, when I tell you, I knew that they did Courtney wrong in the press, but I didn't know how much she was present for it. So at 16 years old, she goes because everybody's criticizing Courtney. And they do go by they them. Damn it. What am I saying? She. Yeah, you're saying she, which I understand because you're going back and forth through articles, but just to say it. Okay, let me start again then. No. Just just I'll, keep I'll, going. I'll, I'll, just... I'll, rec I'll recognize my mistakes. I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, Courtney. So Courtney was done wrong publicly and a lot of the interviews that they had to do, especially with their husband, Doug, there's one incident with uh, Dr. Drew. So, you know who Dr. Drew is, that little fake-ass doctor who gives love advice with medical advice as well and all that yeah, shit? Yeah, I used to really like him when I was younger. I don't relieve that much anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in the press, they were criticizing Courtney a lot because uh, they were wearing, like, you know, what do you, what do you want to, like, short clothing, revealing clothing, heavy makeup. They had bigger boobs, so that and and Courtney, Courtney is a skinny, a skinny, a skinny person. So you know, big boobs on a on a skinny person, they definitely were noticeable. Even though they shouldn't have been looking at her, she's sixteen. God damn it! They actually have Dr. Drew ultrasound Courtney's breast live on TV 
to uh, to basically tell the world that Courtney's boobs are real. They're not fake. You know, that type of thing, which is still disgusting. I think and I saw that. You did? I feel like I did. That's probably when he had his show on HLN. I never saw or heard about this until I uh, read about it and I didn't even watch it. And the reason why I didn't watch it is because I watched the other video, which was as disgusting. I don't remember it, but like, I didn't remember it before, but once you're saying that, I'm like, it sounds so familiar or Mm. they were on Dr. Drew's couples therapy or something. So it could have been on there too. It was somewhere. (gasps) They were on the couples therapy. I I don't know. I might be mistaken. I could just be making shit up now. Okay. <laughs> I accepted that. <laughs> okay. So the other, the other video that was attached to the article about Courtney was a, a funnier die sketch. It's, it's this fake ass. It's called the Donnie Clay show with Courtney Stodden. Now this is Jason Alexander, you know, uh, George Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. That, that little motherfucker. So, I don't know what the sketch is. I didn't even watch it all the way because I just wanted to see what the article was talking about. And once I got there, immediately clicked off because that was disgusting. So basically, I don't know. You know, Jason is joking. Doug is Courtney's father, not uh, Courtney's husband. Corrected. Uh, Are your boobs real? Whatever. At one point, Courtney uh, is wearing this like little dress shirt situation that obviously has a bikini under it and so Courtney takes it off and they're just in this little two-piece bikini and Jason stands up and I don't know it's like this weird sketch where they're trying to it's trying to do something with her boobs but he takes this phone and he's like filling up her boobs with it and moving it around her boobs and lifting her boobs up with the phone and I'm just like what the fuck is this? What the fuck were people doing? What were they thinking? Did they go crazy? Like, why did Jason Alexander do that? Why did Funny or Die authorize that? And of course, Courtney not knowing what her life is at this point, and and just Courtney being a 16-year-old, they're not absorbing how much of a big deal this is. But all those adults knew, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, how this could be taken and how it and how disgusting it was. Like, you can watch it if you want. I, I don't want to say I think everybody should watch it because it's, it's not something that you need to watch. But it's definitely just it just shows you how people will do anything. Honestly, they have no shame. OK, those are the two videos that are in the Daily Beast article profile of Courtney Stodden. May 10th, 2021 is when that Daily Beast profile on Courtney got posted. It only took as soon as it was released to get reactions from various people. <laughs> Shitting on everybody mentioning that that article uh, that did her wrong. Doug, media personalities like Dr. Drew and even uh, Anderson Cooper. Uh, he apparently was talking about Courtney's fake assets or their makeup or stuff like that. And of course, Chrissy Teigen. In the article, the last, one of the last people Courtney mentions is Chrissy Teigen and the effect Chrissy Teigen has had on their life. The past tweets that Chrissy used to send to Courtney and allegedly the DMs, which 
can't be confirmed because there were no receipts or pictures, but we definitely have some of the tweets. So, but we do have screenshots of the tweets of the tweets. Yes. Okay. Uh, It doesn't have a hashtag, but this tweet is reportedly um, a criticism over a Courtney interview. Chrissy says, what drug makes you do that with your mouth? Asking for a friend who really wants to know how to look like an idiot. Thanks. Ooh, what do you, do you know what year that was? 2011. These are all 2011. Damn. So, okay. I was trying to say maybe Chrissy was young, but no, 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 none, none. Trust me. I oh, there are, know better. These are these, not, none of these have excuses. Then you have another one. Chrissy says, do you have a family? That's it. Which I did that one. I did that one. That sounds like you already know the family situation is shit and you just, you just wanted to pile on. It's more like, do you have a family? Because they're out there married to an old ass man. (laughs) That's true. It could be. All right. And then, okay. This one's 2012 uh, in January. It just, replies to Courtney I hate you and then there is a another one this says my Friday fantasy you dirt nap mm, baby <laughs> okay I know that's what most people are mad about I think is the dirt nap one well, there's also one that is basically a dirt nap, but you're not saying dirt nap, which is Courtney tweeted on the eighth day of Christmas. My true love gave to me eight erotic L's, which who the fuck cares? That's a it's a weird tweet. Chrissy responds to the Courtney tweet with go to sleep forever. That's a little bit harsher, but I. I don't think it's cancelable. 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 So, and then the DM, well, let me just, t- before you, you could say it still afterwards. And then the DM ones are uh, basically the same one, but they're more violent. Courtney says that Chrissy was saying outright to kill, kill themselves Ooh. and that they didn't like them. And, you know, they were stupid, but what really kills me about all this which you you could still say it's not cancelable or whatever why is chrissy teigen ganging up on 16 year old courtney when there's a whole old ass man she was not adding doug at all she wasn't talking shit at doug at all this was all directed at courtney in such a hateful um like straightforward manner i remember around that time because like i said Courtney was either on Nancy Grace. I know for sure on Dr. Drew, but it was all directed towards Courtney. And I do feel it is misogynistic because at that time she did identify as a woman and it's never the man. They're going to say, Ooh, creepy, but the person that the woman they're going to more shit on. And and like, it's her fault or or yeah, like it's their their fault fault in this case. And it, Not to excuse them, but I feel like, not to excuse Chrissy, but I feel like everyone was doing it at the time. Like, Chrissy just took it to the next level. You know what I think it was? I mean, because I think, well, every, a little bit, everybody retroactively got the hate, which when the Daily Beast does the profile on Courtney, everybody that Courtney names in there 
eventually gets hate or gets piled on or whatever, maybe not as much as Chris, Chrissy, of course. But I think Chrissy was probably the most person to get more famous that was doing this to Courtney. And number two, Chrissy was the one who was doing this unapologetically. Like she was, she being Chrissy was doing this to Courtney in 2011. And then a few short years was on her own campaign of, you guys got to remember your words matter and you guys got to stop the bullying and you guys got to be accountable for your actions. And, uh, you know, all this other stuff when it, if anything, if she, when was she doing that? You said how many years later? I want to say the first, I think she was first getting shit on maybe. Okay. So good five years. Yeah. But even still, if she's grown, she's had kids, but here's the thing. I don't, I don't agree. I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is that why don't you know, you, you don't forget telling people to take dirt naps and kill themselves and all that other stuff. I don't think so. So never admitting her wrongs or anything that she she did to other celebrities or per uh, social personalities or whatever you want to call them, but constantly asking for empathy and sympathy on her side. And this coming out doesn't make you feel, doesn't make you want to be around her or be a fan of her. But if Chrissy would have got ahead of this and admitted her own faults instead of constantly which she was right to play the woe is me card because people were relentlessly attacking Chrissy for no reason with no real founded evidence. But I feel like she should have admitted that she's done bad things. She said a decade later, though, it wasn't a whole. Those tweets were 2011, didn't you say? 2021 was when. Okay, I thought you meant the. But yeah, you're right. A whole decade later. Yeah, that's a decade later. Like, but she wasn't. I feel like these kind of have like some statutes of limitations. Not really when you were doing it to somebody who was still essentially a child. If she was yes, doing it I, to Rihanna and she was her age or see it or whoever made you and they were an adult. Yes. Statue of limitations, whatever. But Chrissy was doing this to Courtney, who was a who was a, a teenager who everybody who was an adult knew was getting groomed and abused, but was ignoring it for the favor of uh, getting media attention and likes and retweets on a on a goddamn tweet or on your show and shit it just rubs me the wrong way because i feel like a lot of people are trying to uh, like you're saying courtney was being groomed and all this but that's not chrissy's fault but again the conversation is not about the creepy old man Mm -hmm. which it should be at the end of the day Mm -hmm. that's what the conversation should be about it should not be about courtney it should not be about chrissy Yes, Trissy should not say those things because, I mean, you never know what someone's going through. You should not tell them to kill themselves, even if you say it in a funny way like Dirt Nap. Damn, not a funny way. It's, it's, it's creative. I can't wait to text you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you dare? What? Okay, but, but you didn't... I, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I, also, I, I also see the other side. I see the other side too. Because and I, it's, Chrissy was going so hard in 2016 to 2020, 21 of realizing your mistakes and 
not being threatening and she's not strong like she was. She's not that clapback girl everybody thought she was. But the nerve of just you five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, you were still a grown ass adult. What, 2011? She was born in 85, 95, 2005, 2015. She was 30. Subtract four. She she was 26 years old saying this to a 16 year old with no rhyme or reason. I think it gets to that point where it's online that you don't see them as a person. Again, not to excuse Prissy, but, and I don't know. I just. (laughs) Well, anyway, let's read the apology so we can start to close this out. So, um, Two days after the Daily Beast profile, Courtney Stodden did. That is when uh, Chrissy Teigen starts seeing all the bad press that she's getting and the fact that some of her sponsors are either telling her she needs to fucking apologize or they're thinking about dropping her. So what do you do? You put out an apology. So she put one out on Twitter. It says, not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for all their past bullshit in front of the entire world. I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. I was an insecure, attention-seeking troll. I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. I have worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved, and the feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable, truly. These were not my only mistakes and surely won't be my last as hard as I try, but God, I will try. Then, God damn, how many? <laughs> I have tried to connect with Courtney privately, but since I publicly fueled all this, I also wanted to publicly apologize. I'm so sorry, Courtney. I hope you can heal now knowing how deeply sorry I am. I am so sorry I let you guys down. I will forever work on being better than I was 10 years ago, one year ago, six months ago. And then that's followed by, you know, Courtney, of course, getting the apology that Chrissy has put on Twitter and Courtney responding by saying, okay, well, I'm still blocked by Chrissy on Twitter, but I'm going to accept her apology and forgive her. But the truth remains the same. I have never heard from her or her camp in private. In fact, she blocked me on Twitter. All of me wants to believe this is a sincere apology, but it feels like a public attempt to save her partnerships with Target and other brands who are realizing her wokeness is a broken record. And then she posts the image of when somebody on Twitter blocks you and it's Chrissy Teigen, of course, says Chrissy Teigen blocked you. Okay, it's not good if she really did not try to reach out, then that's bullshit. But she doesn't have to block them. What do you expect? Do we, are people not allowed to make a mistake? At the end of the day, Chrissy's problem was she was a mean girl. That was a decade ago. Can she learn from it? Yes. Has she learned from it? I don't know. What I'll say is that if you, I can think along your lines and say, okay, it's been too long, buried in the ground. She finally apologized to Courtney. Everything's cool. Because even though Courtney is not all the way believing Chrissy, at least the apology has been taken at, you know, face value, whatever. But what I will view this is, is Chrissy's comeuppance. 
Chrissy was talking hella shit to various celebrities. I mean, she called Farrah Abraham a whore. Um, she was called, oh my God, what's that? She's, there's a there's a tweet that says, Lindsay Lohan adds slits to her wrist every time she sees Emma Stone. Oh, I saw that one. I kind yeah. of, I get the what she's saying, but I think, yeah, it's like messed up. I I kind of got what she was saying, but it was totally messed up. Yeah, so like it, Emma Stone became the new Lindsay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not in a party way, but like she took, took the her role. Crown. That, yeah, she took the role. She's the redheaded queen now. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and so it's kind of like that thing where uh, Chrissy got her her reign. Everybody loved her. She was the queen. She was on top. She talking all the shit she wanted, clapping back. She got her man. She got her babies. And then shit turned on her. And now she's in a flurry of shit that she's going to have to brave because of all the stuff that she dealt with. So even if we think that maybe it's a, maybe it's a little old, sometimes people people's shit comes up not when you want to, but when when it when, when it comes. I, so I think she's just paying for her past mean girl actions and her carelessness uh now i get what you're saying but i think we have to leave we have to leave room for growth and i kind of on the side that she maybe has grown if none of these tweets are recent then isn't that proof of growth no i i agree i think she's grown and i think that you can make mistakes but there's also consequences. And I think with public opinion on how she used to treat people and not getting as much flack as she did in these last four years, she's gotten tons of flack. So, of course, she has changed now more than ever. To yeah. not be her past self and to shield these trolls out of her life. Because the thing is, she called herself a troll. She used to be a troll. And now you got these super crazy fucking trolls after you and now she's seen that image and doesn't want to be associated with it doesn't see herself as that she was just joking she was not like these people so she does have her karma now that's that's yes that's what i'm saying basically yeah i I agree with you i think people make mistakes especially celebrities because you know us uh people who are not on their level we are always holding them either on a pedestal for love or a pedestal for hate. You know, we either hate them because they're better or higher status than us, or we love them that they're better and higher status than us or whatever it may be. I think Chrissy Teton is getting her own poison where it's, she has become one of those people. You just love to hate them for no reason. And that's what she was doing to Courtney. Mm. And now she's just getting on a grander scale. Yeah. So we kind of already discussed, you know, how we feel about Chrissy at the end. The last thing Chrissy did was June 14th. She did a long ass apology. And I think it was very genuine. I think it's way better than that Twitter apology I just read. And if you want to read it, you just go to chrissyteigen.medium.com slash high dash again. And if it doesn't bring it up, type that shit into Google and it'll bring it up. But it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a long read for me to do it on this podcast, honestly, but it's very 
sincere, I feel, and it's very genuine. And it just says everything that we kind of said, whereas she used to be about the edgy humor. She wanted to make people laugh. She wanted to, people to like her. And then it kind of, you know, turned. And now she's sorry that she said and did all these things to people uh, and kind of affected their lives in a negative way because she never wanted to do that. She didn't want to be a negative influence in somebody's life, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I agree with you. Uh, I'm still not really a big Chrissy fan. I, I probably won't be as a Chrissy fan like I used to be back in the day. Um, she'll survive the scandal. I do not think, though, she should be on social media anymore. She probably still will be. But if anything, she needs to uh, lock her accounts because I still think that the trolls are around her and still trying to say terrible, horrific things. For instance, I was just because I like I said, I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I had to make sure I still followed her. Uh-huh. She did a it, very innocent like I felt. And I she had a bald cap on and she said, I, saw like, that. I don't know if she said like it was a big day today or something. She's alluded to something which I'm seeing. I'm visualizing as. Oh, she has a project coming. Oh, she's going to be wearing a wig. Oh, she's going to be wearing a bald cap for something like other actors and people do. Yes. And even I feel sorry because if it's what she said is true, I don't I'm not trying to shame her or trying to like, you know, criticize her. But this person like right up under the post says, yeah, I wish uh, being bald could be a choice. You know, I, I have to do chemo and stuff like that. And it was just like, oh, my God, damn. Uh, I felt like this was universally understood that she was just doing this for a role. She wasn't purposely making fun of people being bald. Exactly. It's she's not saying all bald people are ugly. She's not doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it is. There's someone, you know, there's those oh, big here. trigger warnings, but everyone's going to have a trigger over something. Yeah. It says can't find the humor or entertainment value of this considering I'm bald due to chemo. I wish I had a choice. Hope the likes are worth it. And I, I understand. I am so sorry you're going through chemo, but I felt like it was definitely like a. I, I felt like Chrissy isn't making fun of anybody with cancer going through chemo or somebody who's hurt or injured in some way. I think in that per that, that case, some somebody does see something that triggered them. Yes. And- so. I mean, there's going to be triggers everywhere, unfortunately. That's true. That's true. You just got to figure out how to navigate yours and how to eliminate people who keep triggering you if you're in your life like that. So do we have any? No, I think we both kind of agree that, yes, she did a horrible thing. I feel like I was on the defense too much, but I agree that she did do a horrible thing. I don't think. I don't know. I think you, you weren't on the defense too much. I think you kind of swayed me in some instances where. Well, I just some, feel like I went too light on the comments. Um, who you, James Charles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like I went a little bit too light with because I, with the slitting the wrist, you know, Lindsay Lohan slitting her wrist and telling Courtney to kill themselves. It just seems to me like. Chrissy and I, this is just my speculation, doesn't have any thoughts of suicide in her mind. So maybe she's saying that as a funny way, as an edgy way. And to some people, that's something they do struggle with. I 
But mm. again, it was 10 I years ago. I didn't even ago. think that's, about that. Yeah, that's for me where it's like, it's 10 years ago. She's been through new things. She's can have a different point of view. And it's not that bad. If it was, you know, 10 years ago and she was raping someone, then sure, let's hold it against her. But this is, at the end of the day, she's just being a mean girl. Mm. That's how we can break it down. Also, I want to say her apology. I really like just for the simple fact that she did not do a video. If you ever catch yourself doing an apology video, stop and just write out a text. Collaborate and you got to listen. <laughs> no, just like any apology video is going to be bad. If you are emotional, they're either going to say you're faking it or they're going to make fun of you like they did with R. Kelly, who was too emotional. If you are. First of all, who gives a fuck? Oh, that man, some people. I'm apology videos just don't work some people times just do not get he should have never even tried to do apology video what the fuck was wrong with him why would you even think that you man you man no. if you're too sincere they're going to say you don't care like there's there's ways to make your apology video better but at the end of the day if you can help it which most of the time you can release a statement that's the best way to do it yeah i can't wait to release my statement on yeah <laughs> mine should yeah, be a video I, though I think maybe I was a little, t- I don't know which side I honestly found myself on, but what I will say is that the most damning thing I did not like about the whole Chrissy Teigen situation was the Courtney Stodden situation and, and her role in that. I think that's the worst thing that she did. I think a lot of that other stuff I talked about was what I put it in there for, which is fluff. It was people getting mad at things that really didn't matter or taking things out of context. But with Chrissy being 26 years old when she was saying that shit to Courtney and Courtney only being 16 is how I'm viewing it, even if it's 10 years ago, because I keep thinking that if me right now started, who, who's somebody who's young? Oh my God, I didn't tell you about the, never mind. It doesn't matter. It's so small. I'm not going to tell you about those tweets. Anyway. But I still feel like if me right now started shitting on uh, who is that one person, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, that one that one chick from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Even if 10 years later I have changed, it does not change the fact that I went out of my way to criticize and be cruel to somebody who I did not know for no reason other than they were in the media and I'm in the media as well. And I'm open to be fired to that type of fire as well which eventually happened to Chrissy as she learned but you know we both have different opinions on that but we still agree kind of overall yeah and I think the main conversation should be instead of what Chrissy did to Courtney is what Doug did to Courtney oh 100 percent Doug I don't know if he deserves his own episode because he's a piece of shit and uh besides you know him grooming and uh abusing Courtney we don't really know all that he's done and there's not a big history on him and he's not really that famous for us to care but uh yeah he's definitely trash he should have been in jail and if he's still doing the stuff that he's doing now with a different person exiting out Courtney entering a different young uh person nah bro he definitely needs to be in jail they need to be screenshotting that information sending it to police and getting this man off the streets yeah uh just so you know jose edits this episode and jose has been the best friend he has tried with helping me with this misgender thing um with the they and them uh, with see i can't even say now (laughs) with the they and them 
pronouns I'm still having work on. So um, in the edit, you might uh, hear me refer to Courtney as she, but that's me being, uh, that's me misgendering uh, Courtney, which I don't mean to do. So I do apologize for that. And I'm going to be better and learn how to, you know, say my words clearly and better and um, integrate that more into my language. So I just wanted to let all the listeners know that I do recognize the mistake if it does get in the edit and I'm working on it. Yeah, it's definitely a learning process and you weren't doing it maliciously. Yeah, but never. We do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media that we like, that we want to recommend, that we want to share, that we want to stream from the rooftops. Do you want to go first? Damn, you kind of set me up. <laughs> I want to say I want to. Okay, you know what I will. S- okay, I'll say the Wiz, and I will say both. I'm sorry. Did you say the Wizard of Oz? You know no, I didn't joking. say that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Wiz, both the movie and the TV musical, because that was very underrated. I don't think a lot of people watched it or respected it, and I I really liked it. So the Wiz, the movie is great. You have an all star cast. You have um, I don't know everybody because there's some there's some oldie but goodie actors in there who are just not in my generation. But I know off the top of my head, you got Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, um, Lena Horne. Those are the ones I can think of right off the top of my head. I know there's a few more I'm forgetting that I that are just right there, but I can't get to them. And then in the Wiz TV musical, there was Amber Riley. Queen Latifah, David Allen, David Allen Greer, Neo, and there was the lead uh, girl who played Dorothy. I can't remember her name, but she was great. Uh, but you you have to watch at least the movie. You don't have to watch the musical TV show like I did. It was great. It was on NBC when they were doing all those live musicals. But the music is great. Um, the designing is great, especially when they get to Oz, all that green, the dancers, and it's not, it does not seem like a long movie. You get lost in the story, you get lost in the songs. The one thing you don't get lost in is Diana Ross's face, because they try to make her a teenager. We know that as a middle-aged woman, but (laughs) her voice saves it, and so you go with her little afro down the yellow brick road. (laughs) I, but yeah, I, I love that, that last episode. I did a sort of retelling of the Wizard of Oz, and then this episode, you did a retelling of the Wizard of Oz. You know what? I honestly didn't even notice that, but for some reason, when you just said some, uh, something we love, something we like, shouted from the rooftops, I just kind of thought of Brand New Day. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's just say the Wiz because I love the Wiz. I haven't watched it in maybe a year. All the all the way through, maybe a year or two, but it's still a good one. I love it. Yeah, I saw the Wiz a long time. Oh, a long time ago. Mm. I don't even know. And I did watch like some of the clips when they were popping up when they did that TV show, but it wasn't like I didn't watch it. I just saw like the some of the songs. I think. Yeah, I think I think maybe just one of the songs. Everybody should be cultured and. And some Wiz. If you watch The Wizard of Oz, why haven't you watched The Wiz? I mean, I've seen The Wizard of Oz at least twice. And then I stopped because The Wiz was there. Wizard of Oz is like my mom's favorite movie. Really? I mean, Dorothy. Yeah. I mean, what's I said Dorothy? What's her name? Um, no, don't say her name. I know, I know, I know. Um, 
oh no, this is terrible. Oh, I know where I'm going. <sighs> What's Dorothy's name? Dorothy? Her real name in Wizard of Oz. Judy Darlin. Judy. I'm so ashamed. Judy Garland. <laughs> if you know how I started to love Judy Garland, her voice, and it wasn't a Wizard of Oz. It was the old YouTube clip I found of Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand singing their songs mixed together. Happy Days Are Here Again. And what's the other one? Just Be Happier. The other one she sang is like something. Dust off your shoes and just get happy. I don't know. Yeah, it's a mix of those two songs, and they sing it together, and I love it. It's on YouTube. That's how I knew about Judy Garland before The Wizard of Oz. Anyway, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> I've, talked, I've talked for three hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> this week, we actually have an email from someone who sent in their media, so thank you for that. Um, oh, yay. Boom, 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 boom. And I just want to say, I'm reading this email, and we have gotten other emails, and messages from people who listen to podcasts and i do want to thank you guys so much for saying in your emails the only reason they're not being read is because mm-hmm. you didn't add it to media but ben did, so we're reading bins y'all just the, got flamed no no he said that, thank you but no thank you that, if you want your email read on the podcast you just need to add media okay bitch <laughs> You're just making that sound so mean. Man, I can't believe you did y'all like that. Are y'all going to keep listening to us? Oh, my God. So I just going to read the whole email. And so it says, Katrina and Jose, this is from Ben. Or, hey, sorry, Ben. Let, let me start over. Oh, damn. I just said, hey. Yeah, I, I already messed up. Katrina and Jose, this is Ben. A couple of weeks ago, I came across your podcast while looking up the latest um, Jesse Smollett. I... He's free. I mean, he's innocent. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I figured I gave it a shot and I'm so glad I did. It's so good that I spent the last two weeks binging on episodes. Katrina, I love your reactions when Jose leads from your jokes to general commentary. You're hilarious. And I already have many one-liners from you. Jose... Jose, you have an honesty and sincerity that I admire, and you seem like a really sweet person. Together, you guys keep me thoroughly entertained, and I feel like I'm among friends. No doubt you guys are besties because it oozes out of the podcast and is a joy listening to. Before giving my media, I need to say something real quick about Scorpios that y'all <laughs> dawed on almost each episode. As you know, this is the beautiful month of Scorpio. But you may not know that we are very loyal and faithful folks. Once you mm. earn our trust, which can take us some time, admittedly, a Scorpio with issues can be some of the worst. But a Scorpio with their shit together? Jose, with all your talk about how loyalty is so important to you, it sounds to me like you just haven't found the right Scorpio to hold you down. Just saying. Hold you down. <laughs> and to that... I'm going to say that it's true, <laughs> and I'm willing to have a truce with Scorpios, but y- y'all gotta meet me halfway. You gotta stop being like horrible people. <laughs> you gotta- <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> I get that. <laughs> All right. I was stuck between two albums for my media, like a true R&B head, like my girl Katrina. I was gonna yeah. bless y'all with some early 2000s indie RE. 
and said, I'm going to share something you're probably not familiar with, but means a lot to me. An album called Golden Hour by country singer Casey Musgraves. Now, before you go running for the hills, because I said the word country, let me say this is not a very country album, but rather a countryish pop folk album. Trust me, as someone tortured by country music in <laughs> many a car ride as a young person, I wouldn't put you on to some twenty haunty talk nonsense. This is good music. Golden Hour was released to, in 2018 to critical acclaim, and for good reason. It won Best Country Album and Album of the Year at the 2019 Grammy Awards, beating out Drake, Cardi B, and others. Cardi B! <laughs> All I can say is that it's a damn good album. From lyrics to production to vocals, it's just really, really well done. Have you ever listened to an album or song so much that it becomes associated with a certain time period of your life, locations, experiences, seasons, routes to work? That is golden hour for me. I can feel and relieve memories through it. Notable songs are Butterflies, which won the Grammy for Best Country Solo Performance. Oh, What a World. Spaceboy Cowboy, which won the Grammy for Best Country Song, Wonder Woman, and Rainbow. But don't listen to those songs. But, <laughs> oh, no, but don't, sorry, I messed that up. But don't just listen to those songs. He said, don't. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And certainly don't watch any of the music videos because Sister isn't gifted in creating visuals. And I did watch <laughs> some of the vid- videos because I he said that and you had to He's confirm. Right. Yeah. Damn. Why just, do you do my girl Casey like that? Just sit back with a good pair of headphones and an open mind. Listen from top to bottom a few times and let Casey's work her magic. I forgot to mention she's hella down with the culture. She dates almost exclusively brown men, the exception being her ex-husband, and she's an LGBT advocate. That's wow. my media. Thanks so much for the podcast. This point of my life is very serious and structured, and I'm grateful to y'all for bringing laughter and ease into it. Blessings and prosperity, Ben. And he says, feel free to use any or all of this email or feel free to omit things. And you know, just like food, we're going to use all of it. We're going to have all of it. <laughs> I omitted a few things, but just like his last name and his location. Because, oh. But if you ever send an email and you don't want your name out, we won't put your name, but I did listen to the the album he recommended. How would you think? It's a good album. At first, I wasn't feeling it, and I kept restarting it because I wanted to give it like it's it's you know my full good. attention. Uh-huh. And slow burn was actually really good. There's have... another one. It might have been lonely weekend too. Those were really good. I I think I have to be in the mood for it, but it's definitely a nice, refreshing sound. I have to I have to try it. Uh, I meant to, um, but, you know, I was having a tough week tonight. So, I, I mean, I didn't do much of anything I was supposed to do. <laughs> but I do know one Casey Musgrave song. Um, I don't know if it's one that anybody else likes, but it was the one that I heard accidentally. And so I was like, okay. And I added it like a long ass time ago. And it was called, um, what it was called? I just re-looked it up. Follow Your Arrow. That's the only Casey Musgrave songs before this letter I had ever heard and liked. So I do want to 
listen to the album, but everybody who knows me knows that my number one country girl, besides Reba, because she don't count. I mean, that she's not a country. She's a country legend. Uh-huh. But it's it's Carrie Underwood. You know, I love especially them first, them first couple of albums. Oh, she could do no wrong. I was her number one fan, and I didn't even like her that much on on Idol. I didn't really like nobody that season. But afterwards, come on, before he cheats. Yeah, come I on, think I just name. like before he cheats. So small, Jesus take the wheel, All American Girl, Undo It, Cowboy Casanova, Good Girl, Two Black Cadillacs. There's more. I just couldn't think. Of. Yeah, let's save that for a different media day. <laughs> oh, no, I ain't going to ever do Carrie Underwood as my media because I always have to sing it. No, that is true. Um, but thank you so much for writing in that email. And if you guys want to tell us your media, we will read them live on air. And you can send those to saveyoursorry at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, that's saveyoursorry, but the your is spelled you are and you can see which tweets i delete and which ones i keep up and and which ones he tries to gold me into and lie (laughs) there's no lies on there you can go to the instagram at save your sorry and that's spelled just like the podcast you can send us a dollar or two which is cash app so dollar sign save your sorry and please rate us five stars. Please subscribe. Please leave us a review. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for everyone who has left us reviews and mm-hmm. who has shared this podcast. Even if you're just sharing in person, if you're sharing online, we're very grateful to all of you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you Next so week, much. We're back um, to regularly scheduled programming. Katrina's shutting up. <laughs> I can't wait. I think, I think the part of listening is harder. So we both have our strengths. <laughs> Um, and please if anything you've learned from this episode is maybe don't send mean tweets out to people so thank you so much for listening bye mm-hmm. i need to do the the blues clues sign off uh, we can do it right now bye no i wasn't prepared okay we can do it right now bye buenos okay, yeah. noches we're not no, we're not doing it but i'm leaving that in <laughs>